Welcome to the Network Podcast, hosted by Rahul, Rahman, and myself, Ashwin. We are looking at sharing our experiences as young and upcoming professionals on a variety of topics that surround both our personal and professional lives. We believe that there is something here for everyone, whether you're looking at understanding what it's like to work overseas, you're about to enter the workforce and you're looking for guidance on the various career paths, or you're just interested in hearing about our experiences and our journey. Come and join us over on our Network Mentoring Forum or drop us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. All right, welcome to the first ever uh, networked podcast episode. Uh, we'll be talking about you know different pathways, giving ourselves an overview of myself, Raman, and Rahul, uh, and the kind of career path that we've taken to, to get where we are. Uh, you know, giving an overview of treasury, corporate finance, corporate accounting, uh, investment banking, FP&A, all the different kinds of roles and, and um, responsibilities that you can have in finance, and hopefully. Uh, you'll be able to tune in with us for the for the many more coming episodes that we'll be having um, on the different kind of career paths, different advisory stuff that we can provide for you, um, and you know, have an open discussion with the with the three of us uh, as to exactly um, you know what our experiences have been, what our guests' experiences have been. We'll be having some high powered guests coming in, um, you know, ASX uh, top twenty listed uh, CFOs, hopefully, group treasurers. Uh, you know, some investment bankers, um, some people from IT fields, people, doctors, um, lawyers, everything like that. So hopefully you'll be able to get something out of this podcast that you're that you're really looking for. Um, so I guess to start off, let's uh, let's uh, I'll throw it to, to Rahul and, and Raman and uh, to, to start off with some introductions on uh, on you know their career path, where they've been, the background um, and what they currently do in, the, in their roles. Uh, so Rahul, I yeah, start absolutely. Uh, welcome and thanks for having me. So uh, my name is Rahul. I'm 26 years old. Um, I did a Bachelor of Business at UTS, majoring in Accounting and Finance. Um, and um, I started off working in accounting and have so far transitioned to um, a strategy role. So um, for me, my career path was a bit varied. Um, I started off straight out of high school working as a cadet um, within liquidations and insolvency. Um, which was extremely interesting, but just wasn't coping with um, full-time work and full-time uni. Um, so moved into um, a less demanding role um, as a customer solutions associate, which is funnily enough where Raman and I um, met and bonded um, and slowly moved my way through uni to um, a graduate position at PwC within the assurance um, space where I was there for about uh, two and a half years, I believe, um, working across um, financial services clients before making the jump into um, corporate, um, where I now work. Um, I moved into a transformation role um, within Westpac and then have since um, moved into um, a strategy manager position, which I have been just over about six months. So, um, yeah, um, slightly different, um, managed to complete my CA um, a couple years within a couple years so recently finished um, and yeah this is that's pretty much me in a nutshell so Raman's having some issues with his voice but uh, <coughs> hopefully he'll be able to power through yeah no sorry about that guys <laughs> why don't you give us an intro of yourself Raman? once you've had your water yeah, yeah no. this is a sign of old age so I'm <clears throat> I'm 26 years old and yeah, as Rahul mentioned, uh, we got really close when we were working at Macquarie Group. We started off in a collections role. Uh, we were basically doing debt collections for motor vehicles and 
doing that type of job really bonds you, but also makes it very competitive. Like we would have statistics published twice a day or something like that. And it's very nice to rank up against someone you know really well. So it was definitely a fun start. And I think that's kind of been a highlight of Rahul and Bai's friendship is always a bit of healthy competition, but then also there's a lot of support kind of through the journey. Uh, so from Macquarie, um, kind of moved from there to the NAB graduate program, where I did three rotations across the institutional bank. The first one being um, in franchise banking. So we'd bank like McDonald's, KFC, that sort of stuff. And it was cool, it gave me the first opportunity to have like my own kind of portfolio of clients, speak to people on a daily basis, which was fun. And then from there went into more of a traditional banking role where I was in financial institutions, uh, working closely with the general manager at that time, kind of across uh, banks, insurance companies, uh, non-banking fin non financial institutions. And then from there did one more rotation um, in consumer healthcare and agri, um, which was, which was also okay, wasn't the most fun, but it kind of prompted me to like leave the organization and look for something a bit more challenging. Uh, so then the opportunity came up to go to QBE and kind of jumped on it. Um, bit, I was a bit nervous to go to an insurance company given the reputation that insurance had and that to QBE. Um, so got the opportunity to start as an analyst there about four years ago and was really lucky to have a lot of awesome opportunity and then Selfishly for me, COVID gave me a lot of opportunities. So from a personal growth point of view, um, it's been a fantastic learning experience and there's just a lot of good people there that have backed me. Um, and that's actually where I've met Ash, um, who's joined the treasury team at QBE. Yeah, so I guess a bit about me. Um, I didn't go to UNSW like these guys. Uh, I went to Macquarie University. Uh, I didn't, didn't cut the mark for, for UNSW, but that was okay. Uh, I luckily had most of my career kind of uh, made out for me. Uh, I had the opportunity to get the cadetship program uh, when I was uh, in high school, in, in my final year of high school. Uh, so that kind of meant that I had to do a commerce degree. It kind of had to be a four year, uh, a three year degree. So I couldn't do any, um, any double degrees or anything like that. So I basically picked my, my university on sheer convenience and locality, uh, Macquarie being close to, to where I currently live. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I did a Bachelor of Commerce, majored in Accounting and Finance. Um, for the first couple of years, I was working full-time at Ernst & Young uh, in the corporate tax team, uh, doing a bit of compliance work, doing a bit of advisory work, um, and also had a short uh, stint in the uh, SME team, which is the small medium enterprise team, uh, doing a, a similar role where it was, um, it was a lot of advisory and, uh, and corporate tax compliance. Uh, so then... And that was for the first two years of my university degree. Then uh, I spent the last two years kind of uh, just buckling down, getting my um, getting my degree under my belt, improving my marks to some extent, and uh, and working on getting graduate programs. Uh, so the graduate program I ended up getting was in an ASX top fifty company uh, called Horizon. They do a lot of freight and uh, coal haulage, um, so basically moving uh, things via trains, essentially. And uh, so I was in the, I did, I got into their graduate rotational program. So I spent about eight months in uh, corporate accounting. I spent uh, two or three months on an ad hoc uh, demergers or divestment um, project uh, with uh, PwC. And then I spent about eight and a half months uh, in the corporate uh, treasury team there. Uh, when I was there, I loved, really loved corporate treasury. I uh, liked kind of what it had to offer. Um, it was more to my grassroots and what interested me. 
and uh, decided to to take the plunge and and kind of move back to Sydney and and develop my career in corporate treasury and that kind of meant that I was working in um, I was working in a company called Oryx uh, fleet le fleet leasing and uh, novated leasing they're kind of a global company they have operations in the US uh, most of Southeast Asia most of um, mainland Europe as well and uh, I worked there for about a year before I decided to take the plunge similar to, to Raman and um, move across uh, to QBE. And I've been there for about two and a half years, uh, working more or less in the, in the regional treasury space um, with, a, with a kind of flavor for, for some of the, the more sexier side of, of corporate treasury, which is you know, your, your debt and capital raisings or your balance sheet management and, and those kinds of things. Um, so I guess, uh, Kind of just to to throw it off to to the two of you uh any sort of discussions that you guys want to have around um what the different kinds of uh career offerings that you've had uh what the different kind of pathways that you've that you've seen uh or that you've had the opportunity to to kind of interview for whether that be management consulting investment banking uh, those kinds of things i know raman has many many connections so i thought i would uh, i'll flick across to him and see what kind of uh what kind of you know, insight he can give uh, to the to the Southeast Asian community about uh, you know the different kind of pathways that that we see here in Australia and that we have also potentially seen um, across the across the Southeast Asian market as well. Thanks, Ash. Um, what I might do is just give you some insights on how I picked my graduate role. So, I was in my final year and I hadn't really done any internships or anything like that because I'm. Um, I wasn't really in a position to. I had worked at Macquarie and I was doing a part-time job there concurrently with university. So for me, my graduate role was kind of something I needed to try and get on my first attempt. I didn't really get like a direct pathway there. I did have the opportunity of getting a graduate role at Macquarie. However, for me, it was about culture um, where I was looking for something that was a bit more developmental focused, whereas in Macquarie, it was very specific around the subject matter that you apply for. And that was something that didn't really align with my values that strongly. So I was looking at the big banks predominantly because they had this amazing culture. They were global. Um, and like I like when I spoke to people that worked there, they had a very diverse career path. And having been someone who wasn't very specific about what they wanted to do, I was more hoping for a graduate role where I would go in and be able to try a few different things. So that's why the, the banks really spoke to me. Whereas like the professional services firms, like their marketing was amazing and they definitely made you like be attracted to them. However, like I think where they were very like committal into do you need to do consulting? If so, what specific sector? And I think I didn't know anything around that. I just knew that I was naturally a businessy person. So going into like a bank where you do whole sorts of different things, that I think that was a lot more encouraging. Yeah. Did you find there was a big push for like the, the big four? Because I mean, when I went through uni, like even though I worked at EY being one of the big four and like I had my experience there and you know, I will talk about it when the time comes. <laughs> um, but like what I found is that talking to a lot of my um, 
my friends as I was going through uni, especially third and fourth year when we were applying for grad roles and stuff like, you know, PwC, Deloitte, Capers, um, all of them were huge yeah. and they were massive like drivers for what people applied for. Like everyone was always like, oh yeah, I got to apply for PWC, got to apply for, for Deloitte, I got to apply for this, got to apply for that because that's kind of where like I need to start out. So and I feel like that's, I don't know, for me, that felt like a bit of a misconception looking at like the variety of like corporate finance being like, oh yeah, like this is where I need to start out felt like a bit of a wrong. I mean, I had the experience luckily of working for big four. So I knew exactly what was entailed. And while working there is like, you, you get a variety is the spice of life in, in the big four. I felt like, you know, it was still very, you were still very pigeonholed. Like you did corporate tax, you did corporate tax. You had, you had mobility, but only after like two or three years in corporate tax. And the thing is uh, like what I've seen at least from, you know, looking at the other careers there, it makes it very, very difficult when you, when you start off working, I mean, you may love it and that's great. And you know, that's, that's definitely something for a lot of people, but I felt like there was a, such a strong push so early on that it meant that like a lot of other companies that were also very, very pros like, like prospective, like, you know, graduate, like, you know, they were able to, to take on really, really good um, graduates and really develop your career and invest in you. That wasn't really, it kind of watered that, that bit of it down. Um, I don't know. I, I, that's what, that's the experience I got from my cadetship program. And, you know, that kind of is what pushed me to go through to corporate because I felt like there was a bit more emphasis on investment in people. Um, I felt like PwC or Deloitte or, you know, you're talking about massive, massive corporates and you're not really like, you don't really feel like you get, I, I, I didn't feel like I, I got a lot from them mm -hmm. um, outside of what was like my technical knowledge and maybe, um, you know, a little bit of support around developing my, myself my, and my career, doing my CA, doing my CPA, doing all of those kinds of things. There wasn't any real like, oh, what are you interested in? And what kind of stuff do you want to work on? It was more like you come in, you join our ranks, and then you move through the ranks accordingly. You don't really get to, to deviate as much as you would say, like when I was in a corporate, I mean, taking my time as a grad in the, in the grad program working at Horizon. I mean, I ended up, I was working, uh, I was doing a lot of like just random work with my manager. And, uh, you know, just learning the ropes, getting used to, you know, your corporate accounting systems, your SAPs, your, your different ERPs, all of that kind of stuff. I went through one restructure and I performed really well in that restructure. And then he was like, sure, why don't you come along with me? And we need to do this divestment of part of our operations. So why don't you just come along and do all of the costing for that? You can do all of it now because you know how to do it. And that was a great opportunity because... I mean, like I would never have gotten something like that to that level of visibility as well, because, you know, I was the one presenting to PwC. I was the one presenting to all of the senior managers on, on all of their different, on all of their costs and, you know, kind of helping out with the valuation side of things and, and doing things like that. I would have never gotten that working in, in PWs or working in Deloitte or, or, or anything like that. I would have been very, at least I felt like it would have been very um, prescriptive. Like, this is your job. This is your task. This is your title. Like you're a consultant or you're a senior con. And these are the roles and responsibilities that you have. And if it's outside of your roles and responsibilities, you either delegate up or you delegate down, like depending on, on what you had. I, I don't know, that was my experience working through the cadetship and kind of what I saw going on through uni. Obviously you had a bit of a different experience. Yeah, I, I think for me, like I, there was definitely a big push uh, for the big four accounting. Like their marketing for their grad roles looked incredible. Like they had like, something before you even start going, I've got a grad role at PwC. And then you put a poster up and like, it was just a 
It's the little things. It's the little things. You get a LinkedIn banner saying you got into the grad. Yeah, and it's stuff like that that make it that makes it seem great. And they have a lot of really strong partnerships. So I think when I was choosing, I did this program called the Graduate Advantage Program at UNSW, and they would take you to a lot of firms. They took us at EY, PwC, KPMG, and a couple of the banks. But you would see the effort that the big four would put in. Um, they would give you like a bag full of information and like um, oh, the goodie bags. The goodie bags. They had, you had yeah. a pen. You had like all of this. Stuff. And all the merch. The merch oh, yeah. is what kind of glazed your eyes. And then there was the, like the social media presence of it as well. Like where you saw a lot of the older friends that you had kind of like out of drinks with a lot of younger people, and then it kind of wanted make you want to be part of that environment. Yeah, um, I think there was a strong sense of community. Yeah, yeah I think that's what was developed really like or marketed really well. Yeah. Whether that was necessarily the case or not is is a, is a different issue. But I think um, community was definitely one thing that um, was, was strongly emphasized. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think one thing that comes really like early on with PwC and Co is that you get people management experience really early. Like a grad will have a trainee, a tra- like a, a, a grad will then be reporting to like a junior. And then that really comes a lot faster than in a corporate. Yeah. Um, which I think is really good. And then this is kind of contrary to what, like what you were saying. Yeah. I've seen that PwC and co will tend to let you speak to the client a lot earlier. Mm. And I think probably Ralph was like the perfect guy to quash that for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you did the cadetship with like a medium, yeah, medium sized entity, right? Yeah. I mean, at least w- working at EY, I felt that it was, um, Maybe it was just EY. Maybe it was just a product of the times. I don't know what it was. Um, maybe it was me. <laughs> Could have been any yeah. one of the three. Um, uh, but like, you know, looking at the way I, I went through that EY program, I obviously didn't really, um, I didn't really get to talk to the clients too much. Um, that was more partner, senior manager kind of levels. And there was a very established like hierarchy there. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, you know, senior manager and, and partner will go to all of the client meetings. Uh, the senior consultant will get in, involved every now and then. And it was kind of just a bit, um, you were a bit disconnected. But I don't know if that was because I was a cadet and I wasn't a, a consultant or if I wasn't like, you know, I don't, I don't know what the opportunity would have been had I gone that one step further. But mm-hmm. yeah, did you find that you got a lot of, exp- I assume because it's a medium sized, you did get a lot more exposure. Yeah, but- exactly. Um, I got plenty, probably a bit too much from what I was <laughs> probably made out to be at the time. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to essentially have my own portfolio of small businesses that we um, worked on for, in an insolvency capacity and yeah. um, like it was really strange because um, like you had all this um, all this responsibility and like 12 months ago you were essentially writing your half yearly exams for year 12 right like yeah. it's, it's, yeah, a, exactly. it's a culture shock and like yeah. even speaking to clients and being like hey I'm I'm 18 years old and I'll be like helping you out on, in, with your company it's a bit weird for someone to hear, like, would I, like, I think about it now and I go, would I, if, if someone came up to me and goes, yeah, I'm 18 and I'll be managing um, your your services going yeah. forward, would I feel comfortable? Like a $50 million dollar company. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, it's it's terrifying. And, um, like, I got tons of exposure. I learned heaps, obviously, as you do. Um, but it just takes, it takes a bit of a toll on you because you can, you either get completely, um taken over by the work and like at that point you don't really know how to time manage and like manage office etiquette politics whatever it is um i find soft skills was was really lacking 
Oh, writing an email. Yeah. I couldn't sign off to save my <laughs> life. Like, is it kind regards? Is it the kind, like, kinds regards? I don't know. Like, I couldn't do it. Yeah. It took me, like, a good couple of months because no one teaches you that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Um, but it's just something you learn on the job. So, yeah, I got plenty of exposure, plenty of responsibility, which was great and definitely helped me leapfrog into different roles. Um, but... Yeah, I think I think it's the it's the lack of soft skills. It's the lack of maybe necessarily. I mean, you, when you you got to think about it, right? Like if you're going out from high school, like oh, you don't really have that professionalism. Oh, think about the conversation if you, you don't have, have with your friends. Yeah, and then like exactly. you try and portray that in the work environment. That's potentially horrifying, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah definitely the three of us can attest to that. At least. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I I think that was a big shock for me actually. Like when obviously being one of the younger people in the environment, like you just don't know what to talk about. Like there's no commonality. Like a lot of the people I worked with were like divorced or had like a couple of kids and, or like, or like setting or, up for a house, setting or... up for a house or grew up like on a completely different side of Sydney with a very different lifestyle. Um, so you couldn't even ask like, what you're doing on the weekend because you're clubbing on the weekend right like yeah, at that, yeah, at that, at that age, age, you're going out saturday night with the boys yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like it's not like you're going to like a nice place right you're going to the place that's generally the lowest in cost and, like, <laughs> yeah, right. and well the other thing was like even if you take that away right i don't know about you but i lost the first two years of my university life just oh, by dude, working yeah. four days a week and going to uni one day a week and uh, half the yeah. time that was at night and you know like i see i see like a lot of the a lot of the high school students now um applying for cadet roles and it's, it's obviously gotten a lot more competitive since when since me and you went yeah. through it but um yeah i just see this hunger amongst this high, these high school students and i'm just like like it's good it's good i think one of the biggest regrets i had going through it was i lost my university time and the thing is you can you can kind of get away with that first or second year you can kind of um you can kind of get away with uh, with a lot, and at the same time, when you when you enter back in third and fourth year, you know, I for mine it was a two year split right between the mm -hmm. two. So first two years was full time work, second two years was was full time uni, and yeah, those those first two years, everyone's kind of out partying, everyone's doing a lot of stuff, and you're stuck in the office at like one o'clock in the morning completing a bloody tax return. Yeah, um, which is which is great fun. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you get paid a lot of money. You get paid a lot more money than your friends. I mean, relative to your friends, I should say, but you know, when third and fourth year all around and you're up for being a party animal and everyone else is trying to work on getting their GPAs up, it was, um, you realize you lose a lot during that time. I, I don't know. That, that's how it was for me. Yeah. I, like you, it was interesting because, um, I was that douche that walked into a lecture theater in a full suit, right? Like, yeah. You look yeah, at those exactly. and you go, oh, what idiots. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was me. I was like 9 p.m. I'd be sitting in a lecture. Everyone else would either be at afters at some sort of pub or something. Uh, yeah, and you're exactly. Just trying to get down the week's notes. Because uh, um, it, it really does depend on the grad program. Oh, sorry, on the cadetship program. Like I know PwC. I know I have, a, I have a close friend of mine who went through the PwC cadetship program, and she's still with PwC now. She's a manager and everything. She's doing fantastically well, but their program was structured just so much more efficiently uh, you had the first six months of your uni life was yours and then they did it in six month blocks yeah. so they kept it over a four-year gap so you ended up doing two years but over a four-year um over a four-year university degree and i thought that that was just so much better in the way of structuring because then you got to enjoy like a week 
you know, you didn't have to take annual leave for a week. Yeah. And like you got to to enjoy all of the other like, you know, university things that you wouldn't necessarily get to if you worked full time. Um, but yeah, like, you know, you obviously didn't go through any of this. So Yeah, you... I didn't go through any of and like I basically was doing almost full time uni for about a year and a half until I started Macquarie. Then I went full time at Macquarie until basically I started my graduate role. Yeah. There was a period of time where I was like I because I was actually quite close to not being eligible for a graduate role because I was one subject behind. <laughs> so I had to do five subjects plus work at Macquarie, and that was a pretty stressful yeah, kind that of semester. Um, so what was it like working at Macquarie and, and trying to juggle all that kind of stuff? Because I feel like a lot of people, at least um, you know, us all being Southeast Asian, we're all hard workers. I think we can all come to that consensus. And I feel like people tend to pile more and more on their plate these days than they did before just to get ahead of other people. Yeah. Like I personally struggled with it for about, I would say first month. Yeah. Like I just didn't understand how it was feasible. Yeah. And I had seen my brother go through the UNSW co-op program and he had to do this as part of his program. And like, he just, he made it seem so easy. So then when I was doing it and I struggled so much, I just felt weaker. Um, so I never really complained about it. Uh, but I think I just took that stress on my body, to be honest. And, like, I didn't realize it. And I jumped straight into the graduate program at NAB. And I was in the program for about two months until I started my JD. Um, and I continued studying, so, like, studying since then. So since then, I was doing night classes four nights a week, 5.30 to 9.30, uh, for about three years until COVID hit. Then I could go full time and I was doing basically four nights a week. It was just online. Um, so there was a lot of study. Um, so I actually got the flip side of it, um, like where basically I had a classroom full of people that were predominantly working full time. Yeah, because you were in night classes, right? You were in night classes. Yeah. And when you see your situation, and yeah, I had a pretty intense job, obviously working at QBE. Like there was one night where we were doing a debt capital markets transaction. We were issuing a $500 million bond and we we're doing a book build at 1 a.m. And I was typing up my assignment while I was watching the book build happen. Um, <laughs> and everyone was making fun of me because, like, it That's sucked, do, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just what you had to do. I had an assignment due the next day. I had no yeah. choice, right? But, like, it sucked for me. But then I actually had people that had done that as well. And I think, like, when you see other people struggling with the same thing, like there's some sort of like bit of understanding that you get and then it actually feels like it's okay. Uh, and I don't know why when you see someone be able to go through it, you're just like, yeah, then it's okay. Yeah. It's comfort in that, in knowing yeah. that that suffering is possible. Yeah, that exactly. Kind of and like, yeah, some people had it worse than me. Like there was like a lady that was getting like insane marks. I uh, had two children at home, worked as a paralegal at like a big firm as well. Yeah. So like extraordinary discipline. Like, I still had plenty of times where I broke and I was like, oh, now I'm too tired to go to class or whatever's going on. Yeah. But, like, you had some people that are just so resilient. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I can't even imagine what, what something like that would would feel like. I mean, we, we I think we worked hard in the yeah. cadetship programs, um, mm. and that's a different kind of working hard. 
Um, like while we had to, I, I don't know about you, but I man, only had to manage two subjects across a semester period. Yeah, two to three subjects. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was it. that was pretty much it. I remember doing a statistics course over the summer break, and that was about that was that almost killed me because <laughs> that was full time uni and full time work. So yeah. obviously, I was attending lectures online and doing things like that. But um, I guess you know we're coming close to the end of the end of the podcast. So why don't we just wrap up by saying, um, you know, where do you guys want to go? In you know, we're all high achievers to some extent. Um, you know, we're all, you know, 26 year old senior managers, 26 year old, um, strategy managers at, at, you know, leading ASX firms. And obviously I'm a senior analyst, so I'm probably the most normal out of the three of us. Um, where, I guess, where do you guys want to go in your career in the next five years? I guess, what, what do you see as your, as your target title or, or kind of, you know, your, your dream, your dream profession to be working in, unless that is what you are in right now. So interesting. Um, I might give this a go, but I'm also going to go a bit left field because to be honest, um, up until this point, I have very much been the way my mind works is what do I want now? I've always thought about what do I want, what do I want now? And that's been unfortunate, but it's been how my mind was wired from the beginning. Um, so at the moment I, my heart, my mind goes, look, I want, I want to be in corporate. I want to work my way up. I want to do really well, um, within the area that I'm in. Um, but then there's a second part of my mind that kind of goes, what if I try something completely off the, off the ranks, like something that potentially the road less traveled by, right? Um, I think uni for me was learn the foundational so you can execute the advanced. Yeah. That's how I think uni, uni was structured and yeah. what it tried to achieve. Because when I learned how to do journal entries in university and it got to the point where I had to credit and debit there was no point to credit and debit right? like, <laughs> exactly and all, all that, that stuff yeah. is irrelevant when you move into the corporate world because all of it is just automated exactly so. exactly right so like that's that's a shock for me where i kind of went what am i actually doing like yeah. I, I did i did three to four years and i still came out being like what the hell <laughs> like yeah what's journal entries on? are there so you figure out where the money is going not not the actual journal entries. <laughs> that's, right. that's that's all you you need to, to take exactly exactly no but for me, it's 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 probably two-faced in the sense that I really want to explore as much of the current ro current role in the industry that I'm in, being strategy, um, and potentially work on my own thing. And that's yeah. that's for me. I want to. It's it's quite recent, but I do want to do want to be part of a business um, yeah. and a big part of that, and really drive business forward. That, that's a big thing for me. Like whether that is in a different industry or something similar, um, is waits to be seen. That's cool. Um, what about you, Rama? Mine's mine's a bit like less committal. I think I used to be someone that was very planned that I need to hit like a certain earning by a particular age to be classified as successful and all of that sort of stuff. And I, but I think like as I've got like a bit older, um, and I think it was because I got promoted a couple of times and I saw how fickle promotions and money can be, like you're happy for like a week. And you're just like on over the moon and then it just fizzles out. And then you're like, what's the next thing? Responsibility the next kicks thing? in. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> the next thing? What's the next thing? And then like the weird part is it just gets harder and harder as you kind of climb up, right? Yeah. Like now there's no shortcut. Like there's no, I'm not coming ahead of next week, right? Um, so for me, it's about like I kind of boiled it down to a few key things that I want as I'm going through. And I, it's about being in an environment that constantly is challenging me 
that's always making me grow. Yeah. And that tends to lead more with business than it does in a corporate. However, corporates, depending on opportunity, can provide the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, I like working with good people. Yeah. And like when I say good, I mean like they can trust them and that my development is part of their thinking. So yeah. when they make a decision, it's like not only do they think about themselves, they think about the first or second, third order consequences for me. Yeah. And I think the last thing is I want to do something that actually leaves an impact for like kind of future generations. I think I was pretty bad when it came to like being a contributing member of society. Like I think for me, donation was probably as involved as I was. But then I feel like after you get so much education and everything, if you're not actually building something or creating something to leave behind, your value is kind of limited. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of what I'm targeting for my next kind of phase of my life. What that looks like is still kind of a massive work in progress. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's one of those things. I think I take the more traditional approach um, where I'm like, I want to become a group treasurer and that's kind of my, my end game. And um, obviously I'm taking the steps that I need to do in order to develop a strong foundation. And then, you know, then it comes the, the development of, you know, my interpersonal skills, management skills, all of those kinds of things, um, which will come, you know, whenever they come <laughs> essentially. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think I can, from my perspective, I can take the more traditional route and say, yeah, no, I want to climb the corporate ladder to some extent. And um, and I've made, I think I've made the personal moves so far to, to kind of realize that I can, I can do that right up until I like right up to until the point where I stop thinking it's fun. Mm -hmm. And then I can kind of uh, move into, into other, other things that I have um, on the side, whether that be, you know, I do a lot of ultra running. I do a lot of, uh, I have a lot of co-curricular activities that I get involved in. And that includes, you know, teaching people how to rock climb, you know, teaching people how to run, like I'm part of the army now. So it's, kind of one of those things where it's I have many other avenues that would give me the same same if not more satisfaction that once one of those fizzles out I can work on finding another passion project and, and kind of making money out of that or you know getting a living I guess to some extent yeah. yeah so it's good it's good first podcast um nice to introduce ourselves to to everyone out there um hopefully you'll tune in for for the next podcast we'll be discussing a few different topics around around career growth around um, different aspects of, of, of career, whether that be burning out, whether that be work-life balance, whether that be, um, you know, a, achieving those kind of uh, the strategic goals that you want, um, whether that be, you know, different technical fields that we that we may get our guests to talk about, um, you know, experiences that we've had. We still have a, a wealth of knowledge to, to give to you guys, and we hope you can stay tuned for for the next episode and, and many more that will be coming for the for the rest of the year. Uh, thanks. Thank, Thank you, you guys. guys.